Cap CXG on one indescribable podcast. They'll share their points of view, and in this one father has a plan involving a coupon, but that plan doesn't work. Next thing. Concoct a case so Josh will have to spend oodles of time with Bex. Also, Daryl is by now on to your favorite podcast. Where we bring all of our hot takes for you. I'm loud. I mean, it's not unusual. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> I mean, you just like that's like you're like lob that one right over the plate, man. All right, I had to. It was okay, right there. That's how we started off here. I'm leaving all this in. This is you can, you can. <laughs> Adam, see how they treat me. Yeah, see this poor Adam. Everyone feels bad for Adam now. Uh, they don't, but that's okay. Yes, that is right. Welcome to. One indescribable podcast here where we are talking about the hit CW show Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. We have made it to episode 12 of season one. I am, of course, Adam H. here with you every single week to break it down. And with me, two of my very, very good friends. First, Lindy, TV Lindy. How are you? I'm great because I'm never first, but for some reason you went to me. So I'm feeling good. I feel like <laughs> that's great. I, I Yeah. I don't know how we like got in the habit of like Adam, Tom and Lindy. That's like what our song is. Probably because your name was a lot easier to rhyme. That's yeah. my guess, right? In the song. We can, we can ask Todd about that in a second. But uh, yeah, Lindy, hope you're having a great day today. I'm very excited to talk to you about this episode. Very excited that we're here recording this podcast. Uh, and like we said, with us as well. Todd, Todd the librarian, how are you? I'm doing good. Uh, yes, it was because Lindy's name was easier to rhyme with CXG in our theme song. And also just the meter, having the two syllables uh, helped as well there. Uh, so yeah, I'm doing good. I got to go see a play this weekend, which Amazing. I haven't got to do in like a couple of years. And it was, I got to see the Turing production of Come From Away, which is just an amazing musical to begin with. And just being able to see like live theater again. I got all teary eyed during the first song, which is not a teary eyed song at all. But just the, being able to be like live theater again for the first time in a couple of years was just, you know, amazing. So I'm doing good. That's awesome. Uh, I think that we talked about Come From Away uh, probably like a month or a month and a half ago, right? Because it yeah. came out on Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. It came out on Apple TV yeah. <laughs> uh, on uh, September 11th. So on, on the anniversary. So yeah, yeah. So I uh, loved, loved that. And uh, getting to see the live version was just as good as watching the other thing better in many ways so that's amazing yeah it's it's definitely one of my favorites the soundtrack is just so good it's just so like brilliantly simple but also like also you know very complex i love it so much uh that's awesome you got to go in and see live theater i have still not gotten to do that yet i saw a movie but no live theater yet uh someday soon it will happen i am sure of it um 
That's so exciting, Todd. I'm, I'm like only slightly jealous, but uh, more than that, very happy for you. Uh, that's just an amazing experience. Um, and here we are about to have another amazing experience. Probably not as good. I got to I got to tell you, dear listener, if you have the choice between going to see Come From Away or any other live theater production versus listening to this podcast, you should probably go to the theater production. But like on the way there. You know, you could pop this on on the way back, you know, car ride there, car ride back, whatever. We love theater. Everyone's just to support local theater. Uh, this is not why we're here. I just really love it so much. This is just not why we're here. Adam <laughs> is sorry. like, take support the arts. headphones, stop listening to us, <laughs> and go to a theater now. It's okay uh, if you don't want to. Please feel free to keep listening. Yeah, well, of course, you, of course you should feel free. Yes, okay. Of course you should feel free to keep listening. Uh, I just love theater so much. Everyone should uh, get involved with that. It's, it's just so amazing. But that's not why we're here. We're not here to talk about live theater or amazing productions that everyone should go see. We're here to talk about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. More specifically, the 12th episode of the first season. We're almost done with season one. I know uh, previously I'd gotten some flack for being like, oh, Adam... We're not flying through it. It's not that far. We're almost done. It's almost over. Season one is almost done. And it feels like we just started yesterday. For me, I don't know about, maybe you guys have been feeling this has been going on for ages. If you think about it, we still have like six weeks left, which is a long time. So we're not quite almost done. We're all, all right. We're almost done, it feels like, no? <laughs> we're like, we're coming into the home stretch. I You've think. been saying we're barreling through season one since episode three. Yeah, <laughs> and here we are, already in episode 12. Like now a barrel. you can say we're barreling through it, but you can't okay. say we're almost Ladies done. and we're gentlemen, we are barreling world. through two season thirds. one here to episode 12 of the first season of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Let's get into it without any further ado. Lindy, take it away. All right, season one, episode 12. Josh and I work on a case. So this episode starts off with... Rebecca and Paula at the office. Rebecca's talking to Paula about how Josh has not contacted her at all in any way, shape, or form since the whole debacle at her apartment with The Rock. We all remember that. And he didn't even, you know, comment or like her Instagram of a baby penguin surfing. I mean, if anything is going to get the LPPs, it's that, right? Oh, okay. I'm sorry. I have to I have to update this with an LPP comment. We had talked previously about LPP. I released the Twitter photo of the chipmunk. I think it was squirrel eating cheese or something like that. Yeah, one like. Just the one like <laughs> from, from <Bill>. Todd. <laughs> Not even Lindy liked it. So I'm calling BS on the whole LPP conversation because it did not work. No dice on the squirrel eating cheese. I mean, I I used the emojis. I did like a chipmunk and a cheese and that tweet got like three likes. So... Yeah, and to be fair, the chipmunk and cheese was an emoji conversation, not a gift conversation. So... All, all I know is that when I posted it, it got just the one like from Todd. I appreciate Todd. He's out yeah. there really having my back 100% yeah. of the time. Well, I, I'm also the one who found the gift, so I finally kind of felt like I, I had to like it. Okay, hey, so it was just out of Adam, obligation. So. It wasn't like a, okay, all right, cool, 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 cool. I mean, it's, more I, patting, it's more patting myself on the back. Like, that's a good gift I gave Adam to, to post, so yeah. 
okay. I sincerely apologize for not liking it. I don't know why I didn't. Who's to say? All right, sorry. Continue. I just had to like throw that in there. Uh, you know, it's living large. It's living rent free in my head. That that post right there. All right, so we're seven minutes into the podcast, and we're fifteen seconds into the show. So right. We're yeah, par for the course. Doing great. Okay, so Paula says to Rebecca, she's gonna fix this by tomorrow night, the end of tomorrow. Josh will have asked you out to dinner. That's an amazing promise to make. And Rebecca is clearly thinking that's just totally impossible. But Paula says, you know, we put a man on the moon, so we can do this. And Rebecca's like, uh, you had something to do with that? <laughs> Obviously, Paula did not. But this is be- going to become like a moon landing mission in its own right. Um, so the first step of Paula's plan is to do the smog check. Which is where Rebecca takes her car in for a smog check. And who walks in? It's Josh. Yep. And Rebecca's sitting there trying to act relaxed and says, you're relaxed. You have soupy bones. Which is possibly my favorite line of the episode. Because it's just so bizarre. But I just love, love Rebecca and her soupy bones. Yes, I, it must. It was a no bones day, right? Is that today's a bones day, Lindy? So well, I'm talking for Rebecca. You know, back Rebecca back probably had a no was. bones day. Yeah, probably. Yeah. yeah, I think I think a lot of Rebecca's days are no bones days. Honestly, oh, she like goes out and gets it though. I don't know, <laughs> but she probably shouldn't. I think that's the thing. It's like she 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 should take it easy, relax a little bit sometimes, not spend a thousand dollars on a single dinner. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So turns out Josh uh, is at the car place because his car got dinged and we see a little flashback of Paula running a shopping cart intentionally into Josh's car. And I was like, look at that. More vandalism from Paula here. Yeah. And I had forgotten I was watching it, how Paula got Josh and Rebecca at the same place. And so I guess this is, I don't know if this is better or worse than her, like, stalking him and knowing his exact schedule. Um, it's, worse. Yeah. Just, just I mean, property. yeah. he knows where, or she knows where he is. She knows w- what dinging his car will get him to do. She knows when she's going to go there and, like, wh- you know, where he's going to go to get his car fixed for the little dick. It's like much worse. It's yeah. very bad. I'll say Paula frightens me a bit in this episode. I just just she doesn't do a whole lot necessarily that's frightening, but a lot of the things that she suggests, I mean, this this is frightening, but some of the things she suggests along the course of the way, I'm just like, yeah, Paula's scary. Pa- Paula I, I would not want Paula after me because her her mind goes dark places. Yeah, and your car might get dinged. Or, am I the only one that like would not do a single thing if your car got hit by a, a grocery cart? In the parking lot. Who cares? It's a little thing. Just me? Yeah. You guys are taking it uh, in some oh, way? Oh, no. I I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. Okay, I, okay, I, okay. I, I, I famously, for people who people who uh, knew me with my first car, uh, affectionately known as the Blue Beast, uh, that thing <laughs> was falling apart, and I couldn't give a crap. It yeah. was like just it looked horrendous, but it ran, and that's all I cared about. So yeah, I've never really cared that much about my car's aesthetics. Um, I think it drives my dad crazy sometimes, but for me, it's just like eh, 
it's a it's a means to an end. It's a means to getting me from one place to another. So ding Amen, me up. I don't care. As long as it drives, I don't care. Yeah, hundred percent, Todd. I'm at point A. I need to get to point B. If this car can do it, huzzah! That's it. Who cares about <laughs> anything else? Huzzah! Huzzah! <laughs> it's not the first time, or not the last time, we'll be talking about huzzah in this episode. <laughs> So that was step one. Step two is apologize quickly. Just immediately bring up, I'm sorry for, you know, what happened the other day, last week, whatever. And step three, move on to the someone new you're seeing, a.k.a. Trent. And Trent is Rebecca's new fake boyfriend from Harvard. Paul and Rebecca looked up a random guy who went to Harvard at the same time as Rebecca and who now lives in LA. And who did they find? A guy named Trent. Now we'll see more of him later, but Rebecca brings him up to Josh and then closes with a coupon, a coupon that Paula printed out (laughs) that is for free drinks and apps at a local restaurant. And Oh, guess what? It expires tonight. Mm. What are the odds? It's weird how that works. Uh, it looked like the worst coupon ever made. <laughs> it was huge. It was like a full eight and a half by 11 sheet of paper. <laughs> I think they cut it to be smaller after printing it. it. There's no way that coupon is fitting anywhere. It was so big. Uh, <laughs> it was like all folded up. Whenever she like accidentally handed it to the uh, car guy, it was all folded up. Like this huge piece of paper all folded up. Oh, man. Well, it, you know, it does the trick because since it expires tonight, you know, Rebecca says that Trent is busy and she gives it to Josh, but turns out Valencia is busy, which of course, Paul and Rebecca already knew about. And so Josh suggests that they go together to use this coupon. And then we see Paula and Mrs. Hernandez back at the office. They've got this whole command center (laughs) set up in the conference room like they're literally landing something on the moon and they're like we did it (laughs) that's how you land a plane (laughs) yeah yeah, because apollo had mentioned earlier that she had just gotten apollo 13 on blu-ray and so she's like very very uh, into apollo 13 the the shot of the the meeting room or the office room or whatever where they were where they, where they were kind of working there with the whiteboards with the equations of like the derivatives of all these like complex formulas they had like a whole itinerary in the back with like a map of the city it was like it's very good it was very well done it was so funny and Rebecca walks in like we did it and then she like looks around at everything <laughs> and is like oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, and potentially under underrated story here, Mrs. Hernandez, very actively involved in the in the shenanigans. Yeah, I was a little surprised by it because Mrs. Hernandez like pops up occasionally, but usually just as Paula's confidant. She doesn't interact with Rebecca a whole heck of a lot, and so for her to be like very involved in this and in an upcoming scene, and she's just like really really into everything just kind of uh, interesting she also pops some champagne at this yeah. moment whenever it happens which i thought was a <laughs> like an underrated moment like mrs hernandez like yeah i think she's just all in it for the booze i think that's what mrs hernandez is a uh probably is yeah so then daryl walks in the room and he wants to ask rebecca how well she knows white josh and is asking you know would he be open to new clients at the gym you know i need a new trainer and Rebecca says, 
I know literally nothing. Why don't you just ask him yourself? <laughs> I love how straightforward she's like, I, I don't know why you're asking me. <laughs> but obviously, you know, he's interested in seeing more of White Josh and he's trying to find a way to do it. So then we get Rebecca and Josh at dinner. First, Rebecca shows up and she sees this water conspiracy flyer on the bulletin board in the restaurant, which is just, you know, another thing like the rocks from last week that you see at the beginning and comes up later. Um, and she sits down and asks the waitress a bunch of questions about the menu. And then we see Rebecca and Josh sharing this giant drink. Do we know what that was? Probably a margarita, right? I, just, I like don't remember what it exactly was or didn't get a good look at it, but it's probably a margarita, right? Yeah, that makes sense. Anyway, it looks pretty fun. And, you know, they're talking and Josh says something about how he hasn't had hot water at his place for weeks now. And, you know, Rebecca ends up talking about how she's been lonely. But Josh is like, what about Trent? <laughs> Like, she kind of forgot that she had this fake boyfriend for a second. And Rebecca says that their couple name is Trebecca. What do we think about this couple name? How good is it? it there's, like, not a lot to do with Rebecca and Trent besides Trebecca. Because it's just, like, Rebent, and that's nothing. <laughs> Yeah, I th yeah. I think there's not a lot to do with it, but I think I think it's kind of serendipitous. I think I think it works well as a as a couple name. I think it's a, a fairly fairly good portmanteau of their names. But yeah, I don't know if there's a whole lot of other options. And I'm just not realizing what I should have had our game today be. I should have had a couple names. Couple names. I'm, oh, I'm kicking myself. I'm kicking myself for not thinking that through earlier. Dang it! They could right. do like Trent and Bunch Trunch. For the, for the crunch. Crunch. Yeah, that's crunch. <laughs> I like it. I like trunch. I, I mean, besides the fact that the try is fake, it does no idea that the unch is part of the relationship. I like trunch, you know. I'm gonna have to disagree and go with Trebecca. It's not very fun, but you know, that's the only reasonable option, I think. Okay. I, you know what? That's my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so then Hector and White Josh show up, show up and some other guys. Turns out their names are Can and Beans. I don't recall if we ever see these guys again. Do we? Oh, we do. Well, oh. we we did. Well, kind of. We were at Beans' house on that first night at the party. I said yeah. again. That was I don't know if we see we, them again. We definitely don't see Beans again because I look Beans up because Beans is actually an actor I recognize. Because oh. Beans is on What We Do in the Shadows, among other things. So I'm meaning to. It's on my list, time. And he also had like a brief stint on a the second season of Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Uh, which, which character? Is, uh, uh, George, uh, the uh, the guy who's like in for a couple of episodes, and Zoe has to fire him early on in the season. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, he uh, he lost a lot of weight between this episode, between the uh, Crazy Ex Girlfriend, and being on those because it's I, not he, him. He, it's just I watch so much TV. Sometimes I'm gonna forget those smaller characters. Sometimes, yeah. yeah. They don't call you TV Lindy for nothing. That's for exactly. sure. 
I understand completely. The only reason I, I really remember is because whenever he showed up on Zoe, I'm like, where do I know him from? I had to look him up at that point in time. And I expected him, I expected him to be like a much bigger character on this season. And then he disappeared after two or three episodes. So it really stuck out to me. But yeah, Beans, as I look Beans up because I recognize the actor. But uh, yeah, Beans doesn't show up again. I don't know if Ken shows up again or not, but I find it doubtful. Because Ken doesn't even so. have anything to say. He's not anywhere near as a, a big a presence as Beans is in the episode. So, Well, now it's a party. There are a lot of people here. And Josh asks Rebecca if the coupon can include everyone. And Rebecca, I guess she feels like she has no choice but to say, yep. <laughs> because, uh, you know, whoever made it didn't clarify. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There are absolutely no stipulations on the coupon other than Free drinks with appetizers expires Thursday. That's all it said. No other limits, no other code of sales. It's just open-ended. So I love the implication that Josh invited a ton more people without also knowing if that stipulation was like a thing that was allowed. You know, definitely could have asked Rebecca beforehand, right? Before like four people walk through the door and they're like, all right, time to absolutely live it up. I mean, if if it didn't cover them, they could have just paid for their own drinks then, I guess. But they yeah. could have, but would they have? Not likely. Uh, <laughs> as we saw later, probably not, but still. So Rebecca is clearly upset that everyone else is crashing her intimate dinner with Josh, but you know, she says she's fine. And I think that's a pattern. She'll always brush things off and be like, no, it's fine. Um, and then we get the song for a song in this episode, Group Hang. Todd, what do you think of this song? I think it's an okay song. Like it's it's catchy. It's been a uh, in my head quite a bit since the episode. This is the Spanish, 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 Espanol, Spanish, 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 Espanol. That little bit for some reason just cycles through my head constantly. Um, is it the best song? Uh, no, I, uh, I do appreciate the fact that the the gist of the song is supposed to be how Rebecca feels about the group hang itself, but then she can't help herself just like obsessing over this bizarre restaurant and it's weird dietary, a, a mishmash of things. Like the one part where they like just list off a whole bunch of different weird combinations, corned beef enchilada, salsa verde, cheesecake, bacon, tamale, root beer, margarito, taco stew. And my favorite pickle taco, which made me think of a future guest on our uh, show <laughs> that we'll be talking about later. Uh, a little hint for people who are familiar with our D&D group. But uh, yeah, no, it's like, so I I like how Rebecca, even though Rebecca is the one having this fantasy and she is desperately like upset about the situation, she just also can't help herself from just like getting hung up on this weird detail about this weird fusion restaurant that is supposed to be like really expensive, but does not seem like a place that should be really expensive. Um, yeah. Same thought, Todd. Uh, the, the last part, very specifically. Even like Josh right at the beginning when Rebecca was like, oh, I have this coupon for this place. He was like, oh, it's pretty pricey. And then like we get there and it's like maybe a glorified Chili's. Like maybe <laughs> if we're like really pushing it. Oh, uh, not, not even. Hey, it uh, did not seem nice at all. <laughs> it's, it seems like much more like a, a, like a, a strip mall, a, a Mexican food place. You know, it seems like just very run-of-the-mill a, a place. But yeah. But anyway, the, the song, Adam, what'd you think of the song? It was fine. It was okay. There were like a few good parts that you already like hit on. I love the menu stuff, but 
I don't know. It didn't do much for me. I feel the same way. It's really in the middle. Like it's good, but it doesn't rise to that level of amazing for me. <coughs> Sorry. So then the waitress drops off the check and the total amount is $978.46. Oh my goodness, Rebecca. How? And <laughs> I just, I like, we, I don't know. We don't need to like sit here and do a bunch of math, but like, how? Do you get to a thousand dollars? Like, how much are apps at this place? There's no way any app is going to be more than like 12, 15 bucks. Even I mean, that would be absurd. Well, Josh said the place was pricey. Uh, <laughs> I have like no idea. Thing. I'm I'm betting the drinks is what killed them. I don't know how how pricey their their drinks are. Again, famously, I do not drink, so I have absolutely no concept of a uh, how much alcohol costs, but. They would have had to have like somewhere between 70 and 80 items of like stuff. Like between number of it. drinks and number of appetizers. You think if they're they, like putting away If they thought it things? was free. Heck yeah. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so if we have like a free coupon for free drinks and free apps, how many of like combined drinks and apps do you think we're putting away? Todd doesn't drink, so that's already like I'm a huge. I'm not talking about myself. I'm talking about this group of Hector, White, Josh, Can, and Beans, and Josh. <laughs> you think they're not taking advantage of the free apps and the free drinks to the greatest extent possible? <laughs> I think they are ordering everything no matter what i mean i think hector had 16 margaritas and yeah, that's just drinks which would be <laughs> there's just no shot <laughs> 16 margaritas that would take out anyone but uh yeah okay i feel that i feel that definitely like make the most of the of the apparent coupon i i think the fact that hector drinks 16 margaritas makes more sense of the scene that we saw uh a few episodes ago where he like slept for like 14 16 hours whatever I, I think hector just like puts stuff away and then like hibernates to to sleep it all off i think that's the only thing that makes sense now you would die if you had 16 margaritas so i mean <laughs> very realistically like you you were you're done at 16 but but even with all the apparently free stuff which wasn't actually free you know the guys all make excuses when the check comes like oh i forgot my wallet like oh you know can't do yeah, it this time form bad form bad look for all of them yeah right i would understand if they were like oh you said all this stuff was free so we're good but even without that they were like oh i can't i can't pay this time i forgot <laughs> it's pretty rude i think extremely so rebecca says she'll do it and she even gets her picture taken for spending over $600. And while that's happening, she overhears Josh talking to Hector, talking about how he called the guys for backup because he was freaked out about what happened at Rebecca's apartment before. And I guess he didn't want to be alone with her. Rightly so. I, wow, these are words that you don't hear very often. Oh, mark it down. Mark it down. <laughs> I agree with Josh's decision making here. Oh. Yeah, I mean, I mean, hey, you know, besides the fact that it royally screwed over Rebecca in the long run, besides that, I'm all for, uh, you know, this group hanged. Even though I didn't love the song, I'm like, all, you know, I think that was like the good, a good choice by Josh. Yeah, I think the better choice would have been not to have gotten himself into the situation in the first place. Yeah, but once he did, uh, I think like inviting other people along 
was probably a a better choice in in a lot of ways than what. And maybe invite said. better friends, like non you know shitty friends. But other than that, <laughs> other than all of those other things, <laughs> I agree with Josh's uh, choice here. So Rebecca is obviously very upset about this. We see her at the office with Paula and again, Mrs. Hernandez, who's very involved this episode. And Rebecca just wants to go back to the way things were. And then we get the second song of this episode, which is very short, but it's called Romantic Moments. Adam, what are your thoughts? I, just like a very nothing burger for me. I don't know. This like didn't like stand out or pop at all in any way. I don't know. Right. I I don't know. I like I'm struggling to find the reasoning for like including this as a song in this episode, to be honest. Yeah, it's one of those things where I as I watched the episode a second time, I was surprised a second time that this song actually existed because it's just such a weird out of nowhere thing. But uh, it does the the whole bit about a uh, does Josh know you're into him? Maybe, but probably not. That that made me laugh. But yeah, it's just like such a brief here and gone song it's yeah not much of anything yeah it's definitely way too short to be fully considered for me as you know against all the other songs just because they provide so much more you know material to think about it's a really short song but we do get a little montage of moments of josh and rebecca from throughout the season which i always find fun to see you know clips of previous episodes so i like that aspect but yeah, there's really not that much to go on here. It's it's you know a nice little song, but it's not very long. I mean, it's no having a few people over. Exactly. See, what a pull, Todd. What a good song. <laughs> so Rebecca's frustrated, and the three of them overhear Tim talking about this client he's working with, who he's never able to be apart from. You know, he sees he sees this guy so much. And they all have the same idea at the same time. They're going to make Josh Rebecca's client. That way she can spend a ton of time with him. And, you know, they're talking about how to make this happen. What kind of case can they come up with to make Josh Rebecca's client? And Rebecca doesn't want any made up cases. It's got to be real. And Paula says, can we hurt him? Just a little bit. Like I said earlier, Paula is frightening. Her, her first go-to is like, can we hurt him? Just a little bit, just a little bit. You know, a scalding coffee situation, you know. It's very disturbing. That's all I gotta say. I... <laughs> yeah, I agree. She is a little frightening here. Just the lengths to which she will go. She will stop at nothing. And... But they don't have to do that, luckily, because Rebecca remembers a real thing. She remembers the water issue. So then we go to Daryl and White Josh. Daryl's at the gym being trained. They're working out. And Daryl's lifting weights and he's kind of not breathing. So they take a break. And Daryl brings up, oh, you know, when was the last time we saw each other? <laughs> I love how Daryl in this episode, he's just like fishing for what he wants to know with everyone. He's just dropping little hints and asking little questions. But like, it's pretty clear what he's trying to get out. But, you know, he asked the last time they saw each other. And White Josh says, you know, it was when we were at your place for the fight. You know, I kissed you on the cheek. And 
the reason he gives her that is I'm gay and you were being cute. Which was a cute moment. I don't know. I liked that from White Josh. That's a good line. Yeah, it, I, I like it. You know, I think I, I'm not sure yet exactly who I'm going to choose for Truly Happy. I didn't decide, but White Josh is definitely a contender based on, you know, these little cute moments we're getting. And they have like this little cute, they have this like very funny exchange of, of Daryl being like, they should call you, what, what was it? They should call you gay white Josh or something like that. And then white Josh something like that. So that it's like, more, more clear, you know? And white Josh is like, everyone knows they don't call you old gay Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> it was the fun line from white josh i was like not expecting this from white josh in any way and he's just like i don't call you old gay daryl <laughs> and i just lost it it was so good i love white josh so much and i like daryl so much uh you know we had talked early in season one of like oh daryl boy and i i don't know i'm like fully around now i'm like all in on daryl i love daryl and white josh love them both this was this was such a fun scene yeah, like the really cringy stuff from the first episode or two of Daryl like fell away really quickly, thankfully. And I think this is again like the White Josh did not come into this show fully formed. He was White Josh came to the show just as the buff dude who likes to work out, and even just like very recently, like as of the uh, you know the beach trip party bus episode, that was still all there really was to his personality was you know you know I work out a lot. But now we're finally starting to, with the last episode and this episode, you're finally starting to see a little bit more white white Josh. His snarkiness is starting to come out, and the snarkiness of a judgmental nature of white Josh is some of my favorite stuff. And so there's two or three things in this episode where, like, with the old gay Daryl line a couple lines later, where his personality is starting to, like, kind of, you know reveal itself and show why he's like one of my favorite characters on the show i love it yeah it's so good it's like oh this is a, like a character on the show that we're getting to experience that's like interacting with other people i love it so much and as we said he thought Carol was or daryl <laughs> i said Carol. Carol. <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> you know because i was trying to say daryl was gay but then i said Carol. you know <laughs> it yeah. happens hey, Darryl, it yeah. happens yeah that happens a lot sure <laughs> all the time so white josh what would their couple uh, name be <laughs> gerald who's josh daryl and josh what do we got uh dosh daryl yeah mm. uh, we have a whole like uh yeah jite feather we'll workshop this <laughs> we're gonna workshop this yeah okay. we'll get there okay yeah we'll, we'll get, get there. there um you know, White Josh says that Daryl gave him the vibe, but Daryl says, no, you know, I like women. The way they smell, you know, their bird-like voices. Does that sound gay to you? And White Josh, <laughs> this, is, this is another great part. White Josh is like, no, sounds like a serial killer, but a straight one for sure. <laughs> okay, I take it back. That might be my favorite. It's so good. He's so good in straight this one season. for sure. Just like, killed me <laughs> killed me and his delivery just delivery no no sounds like a serial killer but a straight one for sure just <laughs> love it so much and daryl is so flustered throughout this entire exchange and he basically runs to leave says he has to call his ex-wife who's a girl <laughs> <laughs> it is just so awkward oh but that's that for now and so we're going back to the whole rebecca situation 
Valencia and Josh show up at the office. Rebecca's called them in for a meeting. And when Valencia walks in, she sees uh, Trent's picture on Rebecca's computer. It's her background. And Valencia is so suspicious. And that's not going to let up through this entire episode. And Valencia asks her about the picture. Like, oh, where was that taken? And Rebecca immediately has an answer. I love how they prepared that. Like, what lengths do you think they went to to create this fake boyfriend situation? It must have been more than just, you know, oh, this background photo. There must be more to it, right? Uh, well, you I see how much know. thought they put into the coupon. So, of course, there's <laughs> <tons> intensive. <laughs> I was just impressed that Valencia was like, oh, where was this taken? And Rebecca immediately and calmly responded. She must have been prepared for that question. You know, I, I agree. I, I do think that they had to have, you know, workshopped a little bit and planned because Rebecca, as we, I think, have seen, is not the best at coming up with things on the spot. Her lies are not great eh, whenever she is on the spot. So I think that, yeah, Paula probably came up with a dossier and, and prepped Rebecca with, here's all the things you, you respond with for all this information. So the reason that Rebecca called the meeting is because she tells Josh and Valencia, like, we can sue your landlord about the hot water issue. Like, that's not that's not right. And, you know, she's trying to convince them to, you know, be part of this case and wants them to sign this document and says, oh, we just need both your signatures. And Valencia says, like, oh, there's a problem. And Rebecca says, oh, yeah, Josh told me, you know, about the situation with you know, you not being on the lease. And Rebe or Valencia is really upset that Josh told Rebecca that she's not on the lease. I think this will be like one of the few times this episode where I side with Valencia on not being happy about that situation. Uh, I don't like, I don't know. I don't think Josh needed to tell her about it. And I certainly don't think Rebecca needed to bring up that Josh told her about it. So uh, I think like she gets to be a little upset here, especially if this is like something because like clearly it's something that she's like sensitive about. So obviously they've like talked it together before between Valencia and Josh. So yeah, uh, she even yeah. she even says, you know, I'm sensitive about that. So yeah. it definitely is something that is she doesn't want aired out there because it's all tied into her having bad credit. So it's not That's just like thing. oh, I'm not on your lease. It's like uh, she can't be on the lease, and yeah. so it's something that she's sensitive about. So yeah, I agree. This is a something that she has some uh, some right to feel that sort of way. Yeah, definitely not cool of Josh to tell Rebecca about that when it was obviously something she didn't want to get out there. But Valencia is not on board with this, you know, case thing at all. She says no, I don't trust you, and she wants Josh to leave with her. And they do. And it looks like, for now, this case isn't happening. So then we see Greg and Josh are at home base. Josh is talking to that kid, Chris. I always forget his name, but his name is Chris. I wrote it down. <laughs> and Josh is talking about how he wants to do the case because he wants the money. It's going to be a lot of money. But... Josh doesn't even want to tell Greg about this because I think he knows he's going to be pretty judgmental. Uh, but Chris had already texted him about it. And Greg is totally on the same page as Valencia. He does not want Josh to get mixed up in all of this with Rebecca. Do we think that Greg's position on this is totally, totally logical here? No. <laughs> 
Um, I think that he has a valid point that saying not getting mixed up with Rebecca is probably for the best, but I don't think he's being driven by logic. I think he's being driven by his own weird mixed up feelings about Rebecca more than anything else. And I think that the rest of the episode kind of will bear that out and his actions. I really, really go back and forth. Honestly, this whole episode, I go back and forth just on the premise of like the whole lawsuit versus like Rebecca's motivations uh, and like the Greg and Valencia of it all. I don't know. I think because obviously like Valencia is right and Greg is right. Like Rebecca is very clearly only doing this <laughs> because she's like she wants to spend time with Josh. Like we get so many times where she's just like listing restaurants to have you know go and eat with Josh. But like they're right. But I don't. I and I will definitely say that once we get later, that what they actually end up doing that is certainly like way too far. But I think just like the, at this stage of like being actively against Josh's involvement in this thing when they clearly see right through Rebecca, ah. Uh, I don't know, especially after like what just happened with Rebecca and like the whole rock incident, like we talked about. I don't know. I think it's like very okay for them to express like a good amount of hesitation and want to guide Josh away from that situation more. No, and I agree. I just think that they're not being driven so much by the logic of it all. Uh, I, I think that it's good for them to to steer him away, but I think it's pretty obvious that Greg, even in this scene, he's starting to lose it a little bit. His like, why can nobody see that? Like just the the way that he that line read is just showing that that Greg is starting to lose his mind and will start to lose his mind, you know, even more by time and all said and done. So no, I, I agree that he's doing he's saying the right things, but there's just a little more to it than actual logic and actual being able to see through Rebecca driving it. Yeah, losing it. I just feel like he was like, this is so obvious. Like, clearly, Rebecca likes Josh, and she's only doing this to spend time with him. Like, why does nobody else realize that? It's so obvious. Yeah, I, I agree. I think there's, like, a little bit of reason to be frustrated. Uh, also notably absent from this episode, Heather. Where's Heather? Yep, And she wasn't in the last episode either. She's got name-checked a few times, but uh, no sign of her. Because I'm like, I don't know, Todd, I, I'm not, from what we've seen on the show, I don't know if there's like enough to suggest that Greg is like still feelings-y, what a, what a verb, uh, towards <laughs> Rebecca. And I don't know if like that is what's fueling his motivations versus I, like what he's seen. Maybe maybe you think so like with the hug last week? Yeah, I feel it like it all last... ended so like in just a dumpster fire though. It ended but, so poorly. But still, I, it's the fact that the dumpster fire is what has given him like the com conflicted feelings and dumpster fire is what is driving a lot of what he's doing. I think because he did have that moment of, Oh, you know, she needs me and that's the hug and everything. And then to have it all come crashing down again and have him realize, Oh no, I got sucked into Rebecca's stuff again. I mean, that didn't signal like an end to you. Like a, this is, this i've I'm, i've had enough like the, i can't do this anymore like that more versus like i'm conflicted i'm i'm not saying conflict i i, I, I don't know if i'm not explaining it well but just because i'm at an end does not mean that the 
crazy emotions that you have for this person go away. It's not like flipping a switch, like, oh, well, I sure. don't want to deal with her anymore. So now I have I have zero emotional attachment. Everything I say about her is completely logical because I have no attachment to her anymore. I think the fact that he was so hurt by it all and realized that he was, you know, possibly screwing up a good thing with Heather, I think can contribute to it all without it being a, uh, a completely like logical thing. I think, you know, it's it's emotion versus logic. Like, last episode, he was walking by Rebecca's patio every time he left the building because he wanted to possibly see her, even though he didn't need to go that way. Like, he's drawn to her and likes her. But in the last episode, he realized, you know, she she is totally into Josh. Like, I'm just someone to her. So he needs to convince himself of that and you know come to terms with that that she's not as into him as he is to her and i think that's where he's at i don't think it's like oh he doesn't like her anymore i think it's he does but he knows that she doesn't feel that way so he's not gonna pursue that he's gonna be with heather now he says it's so great not thinking about rebecca's insanity and i think he probably has convinced himself that he is doing better now but it's probably not true and Josh is really offended by this. He's like, I can take care of myself. You know, I want to do this. Um, and Josh even mentions, you know, she has a boyfriend now, you know, Trent. And Greg says, Trent, that's a perfect name for a fake boyfriend, which is exactly what Paul and Rebecca said. <laughs> yeah, I love that. So I love how it's like, oh, yeah, they're totally on the same wavelength about things. Like they think the same way without even knowing it. So then we cut to Rebecca and Paula. They're looking on the internet at pictures of mixed race babies. That's an activity apparently they enjoy. Uh, Rebecca is working on the case. And then, you know, they have an idea. She, Daryl and Paula show up at Josh's apartment. They want to convince him to be part of the case. But Valencia answers the door and says, I know you're full of it. And now I have proof. And she opens the door wider, and guess who's there? It's Greg. <laughs> I love how this is done. Like it's such a reveal. Like Greg's there. Oh no, what could this mean? <laughs> and it's so funny because <laughs> Rebecca is like, "What do you mean proof?" And Greg starts talking about some laws he looked up, tenant laws. And Rebecca says, "I love this from her." She calls him out. She's like. You're scheming behind my back with Valencia? Don't you have a life? Don't you have a girlfriend? <laughs> and you can tell that Greg is really uh, reconsidering his whole life right now. He's like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? <laughs> so then Josh and Hector and White Josh show up. They run a run. And everyone starts talking at once because, you know, Paula and Rebecca want you know, Josh to be part of this case and Greg and Valencia want him to not be part of it and not listen to Rebecca and everyone's like talking over each other until Paula yells, everyone listen to Cookie! Uh, love Paula's energy sometimes. It, if it comes out like this, it's it's very funny. Yeah, and, and Rebecca's like, sometimes she calls me Cookie. <laughs> <laughs> She's so flattered by it. She loves it. And Rebecca lets everyone know that if everyone in the building signs, they can get a lot of money. Um, but 
Greg and Valencia are so against this. And just from the situation, you know, get Josh to, he just walks inside without really looking at Rebecca. And, you know, all the guys go inside and Valencia shuts the door and it's like, bye. Because she thinks she's won here. I will say, I think that, like, both Daryl and Paula being there added, like, a level of authenticity that I think I probably would have, like, signed there if I was Josh, right? Like, it's not just Rebecca and her, like, shenanigans. It's like, okay, like, there's, <laughs> there's like, other people here who, like, are maybe sensible. Of course, like, Paula's, like, you know, just as bad, if not worse, and Daryl has no idea what's going on half the time. But uh, I don't know. I like it. It seemed like I, I like the move of Rebecca, I guess, of like getting Paula and Daryl to like go with her to this thing. Also, it I, seems like we haven't like talked about this at all, but it seems like a very legitimate lawsuit <laughs> of like yeah. if only Goldwater. There's like clearly something going on here. So I mean, that's the thing. It's like it's actually is a legitimate thing that they've come up with. And Valencia is just saying no because she is so anti-Rebecca. And granted, she has reason to be, and yeah. her her thoughts about why Rebecca is doing this are a hundred percent correct, but she also is like a, a not bel believing a thing that is actually true. And so I, I'm I'm curious, like, because Greg shows up with these a uh, these facts to prove that Rebecca is wrong, but apparently whatever facts he looked up aren't correct because it is actually a doable thing. Yeah, I don't know law stuff. I don't know that. Part, uh, yeah, that was like a whatever. Uh, it's not lost on me that like. Rebecca doesn't care that it's a legitimate lawsuit. Valencia doesn't care that it's a legitimate lawsuit. And like Josh just wants to take a hot shower. <laughs> like it's like very funny that Josh is the only one that actually like seems to genuinely care about the situation when everyone else has like got all these ulterior motives going on. Yeah, I think it's interesting because just a few episodes ago, you know, Valencia was all about the money. Yeah. All that she wanted was Josh to work like an extra shift so he could like be promoted managers so they could get more money and you're going to tell about our you know, our kids don't have any shoes you can tell them about this whole thing you did but here she has a chance to make a significant amount of money but she is so skeeved out by rebecca again you know with good reason that a uh, that is overpowering this other other big drive of hers so i think it kind of shows just how how much she dislikes rebecca and distrusts rebecca Definitely. And then since they've shut the door in her face, Rebecca decides to speak to one of the other tenants first, see if she can get them on board. And then we get the next song, Cold Showers. Yep. The uh, the music man pastiche here. It's total. We got trouble right here in River City. Right here in River City. Oh, so good. Captain it T was... that runs a team that stands for pool. And we it even was... get our pool in we the do. song. Oh my god, this song has been stuck in my head all week. I love it so much. It's just like got the whole, you know, ah, uh, no hot water, which means cold showers. It's so good. And it's like, next thing you know, your kids are going to be on crack. Like, the lyrics are so funny. Uh, but crack, like, it's, crack, it's just crack, 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 crack. It's like, yeah, it's so good. Uh, which means cold showers. I love it, it so really, much. It's, I, it's really like so song. catchy, like gets you going, gets your energy hopped up. I love it. One yeah. of my all-time favorite songs of the oh, whole really? series. Okay. I really? love it. It's like got it's it gets you going. It's like so wow. good. I've like listened to it so many times. It's it's funny because I mean 
I watch, I used to watch the Music Man like every year as a kid because every year our Man, every yeah. year our local PBS station would show it during their their you know pledge drives and so I used to watch it all the time so I like very very familiar with the Music Man but I have to say Trouble River City has never been one of my favorite songs from the Music Man for for some reason yeah uh, and so and being a pastiche of that I mean I agree it's it's a catchy song it's a funny song but in terms of like being one of my favorite songs in the series I, I don't think even like cracks the top 10 for me it's so good my admittedly my first uh the uh, the first musical that i was in the pit for was music man oh. and so i got to like play trumpet and it, it was just it's just so much fun and it's like it has such a big place in my heart but i love the song so much see if it was a mary and the librarian pastiche then i would be all in <laughs> there you go <laughs> Lindy, just, how'd you feel? You... Yeah, I'm just listening to you two talk about theater. <laughs> I have nothing to add there, unfortunately. <laughs> you know, Todd's theater time or something. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's a good song. It's really upbeat and fun to listen to. It's not one of my favorites from the show, but it's definitely a solid entry here. I'm really excited for when we get to my favorite songs. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna gush about them so much. I. There's a, you know, they're spread out throughout the show, but I'm just really looking forward to getting to my absolute favorites, which we yeah. have not gotten to yet. That's it. I'm like one of my all time favorites is coming up. Uh, we're barreling towards it. Uh, I think the, <laughs> the, the the end of the season. A uh, one of my favorite songs. The whole series is Ooh. there. I can't wait. To, you'll you'll get to hear some more Todd theater gushing because it is the pastiche of a, a one of my favorite songs from one of my favorite musicals. So. I'm looking forward to that. Wow. <laughs> so this song is so good that it gets all of the tenants on board somehow. <laughs> in a few minutes, everyone in the building, I guess they were all home. <laughs> they all signed to be part of this case. And Rebecca comes back to Josh. You know, like you said, Adam, it's legitimate. Like Rebecca's there. Paula's there. Daryl's there. And she says, you know, and the whole building's there. Yeah, the whole <laughs> building is standing behind, just like outside of Josh's door. Just like, are you gonna like? They're anxiously waiting. All their eyes are like fixated on him. Of course, Josh signs in that moment. Like, how are you not gonna sign? Everyone else in the building has. I yeah. I I mean, I think at that point he should because it's not just like he's letting down Rebecca's idea. Now it's like he's letting down the whole building who is on board with this. But Greg says, you know, don't let her manipulate you. But we don't actually see the moment that he decides to do it or like anyone's reaction. We just cut to Rebecca at the office, like laying out all these bowls of food. So excited that Josh is going to come over. So I, I want to key in on one one moment in that scene where a uh, Greg is like, don't let him and don't let her manipulate you. And Flint's like, you're smarter than this, Joshy. And white Josh's response is, is he? <laughs> which uh, like i had to rewind it like wait was it who said that was it white josh that said that because that seems like more of a greg line typically but again this is like the the beginning of snarky white josh that white josh is is he smarter than that i just like yes read him for filth white josh you go for it <laughs> and speaking of white josh then we see daryl comes back to the gym and he talks to white josh tells him you know he won't be training with him anymore Clearly, he was super flustered by their interaction the other day and just isn't comfortable with it right now and says he's going to be taking a Mambo class. So we see Daryl in that class and basically he's just looking back and forth between this woman that's in front of him and this man that's in front of him and keeps going back and forth and at the end says, OMG, could I be? And then the class is over. So everyone in the background is saying bye. 
Bye. Yeah, there's another like during the scene. Never a uh, Daryl is giving his little speech to White Josh. White Josh's like, yeah, there's nothing says straight like be taking a barefoot mambo class or whatever he says. Just like again, White Josh is like, okay, whatever. So then we see Rebecca and Josh at work on the case. They're back at the office. They're gonna order some food. Seems like they've gotten into this rhythm of having a bunch of food. Over time, all this takeout. And Rebecca is loving it, obviously. And the landlord calls and it's kind of unexpected. Josh asks, you know, oh, you know, did we lose the case? And Paula's like, we haven't gone to court yet. <laughs> and calls him Pumpkin. She calls pumpkin. him Pumpkin a few times and it just Twice, cracks yeah. me every time. She's like, we haven't gone to court yet, Pumpkin. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so what happens is the landlord, he wants to settle and he offers one million dollars and daryl says take it and they find out it would be about like ten thousand dollars each for the for the tenants and josh says huzzah in just the, the most amazing way it made me laugh <laughs> i'm i'm a big fan of huzzah i, I say huzzah way too much yeah I, uh, love huzzah, a good huzzah Huzzah's my go-to exclamation of joy yeah yeah, we said huzzah earlier in the podcast, and I was exactly. like, that's that's not the last time. Mm -hmm. So, but to the surprise of everyone, Rebecca says, I'm going to turn it down. And even the window washer outside is like, what? <laughs> we <laughs> talked they, about this. <laughs> we talked about this, and, you know, she closes the blinds. <laughs> and Rebecca goes and talks to Paula alone and says, you know, this can't be done because we're having such a great time. And Rebecca's just trying to think, like, there must be something going on with the water in this town. And then she remembers that flyer she saw earlier that was about some sort of water conspiracy. And she just asks Paula, like, because there was this guy's picture on the flyer and he was wearing fly fishing gear. And so out of the blue, Rebecca asks Paula, where can I buy fly fishing equipment in this town? And Paula is understandably quite confused. But Rebecca's like, just answer. And Paula immediately answers. And Rebecca's like, thank you. <laughs> and just goes off. And I thought that was so funny. Like last time we were talking about how Paula just said, copy that when Rebecca asked her to throw the rock through the window. And this is like a lighter example. But it's the same thing where she is not asking questions. She's just going to help however she can. And in this case, it's by telling Rebecca where to buy fly fishing equipment. Paul's a come with gal, but come with. Okay. Then we get this short, weird scene of Greg and Valencia meeting secretly in a parking garage. This seems so out of place, right? It does. And they try to like hang a lampshade on it with Greg going, why are we meeting in a garage? But they never answer why they're meeting in a garage. It's just such a really bizarre scene. Like this whole, you know, deep throat thing where it's like you know got this secret you know i can prove that rebecca's lying uh again type thing but it's just like yeah why in the garage why did it have to happen this way it just it made no sense and it made them seem even more sinister in what they were doing it was just like a really off off scene like the, the whole greg valencia stuff in this episode is not my favorite thing uh i i really don't like 
where a lot of this this went. It's like one of the reasons why, in my memory, this episode is typically like one of my least favorites. This storyline is one of my least favorites. Just the way that Greg is acting through a lot of this, just don't really care for. I do think Greg like opened up the conversation with like, "Why are we meeting in a in a parking?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, like they hang a lampshade on with that line, but then they don't really address it at all. <laughs> they 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 like put a spotlight on it and then like, okay, so we called attention to it. So move on. So it's just, it's just weird. Just like trying to do some tropes. Yeah. It didn't like do anything, but uh, you get to like see them spin further out of control a little bit here. For sure. And then we see Rebecca and Daryl, they have met with this guy, Bert to talk about the water conspiracy. I am wondering how she found him so quickly. Was he just hanging out at the fly fishing equipment store or does he own it? Was he shopping Uh, there? I think I know. I think she went to buy the fly fishing equipment, but I don't know because she had seen this picture earlier. Was there like contact information on this fly? Oh, <laughs> wait! I totally uh, misunderstood. I thought that she needed the location so that she could find the guy on the poster because he was wearing <laughs> fly fishing gear. <laughs> she just needed the gear to go in the water. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! Wait, that's really embarrassing. <laughs> Do we need to cut this out of the episode, Lindsay? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. I just was like, wow, that is so impressive that like she managed to find this guy just by looking at the fly fishing store. Mm-hmm. He was right there. Did any of this like do anything for either of you? The whole Bert storyline with the water and then like in there, like, oh, it's getting redirected or whatever. Did that do anything for either of you? Again, it just is a little out of place. It's like, oh, there's this huge conspiracy. There are these conglomerates, you know, trying to, you know, make a lot of money by diverting water. It's like, it's not really what I'm watching this show for. Yeah, it's it's weird. And I know it's, it's going to spill over into the next episode. I don't know if like, and I haven't rewatched the next episode yet. So I don't know if that in context, if that improves it at all. But I... I don't remember the next episode being any better than this in my memory. Uh, so I don't think it's going to improve things at all. Yeah, it's just it's just strange. I mean, it does introduce us to Bert, who will be a recurring character later on in the series. But I think there could be better ways to introduce Bert. Yeah, no, this is it's just an odd detour for the show this to go on. Also serving as, you know, a vehicle to provide all these metaphors for like Daryl's bisexuality because it came out the water going both ways or being forced to go one way. And Daryl's like, that's not fair. She could so go wherever it wants. This scene is really, I feel like that is the what like the main points of the scene are like, oh, there's this conspiracy that, you know, Rebecca's going to work on. And then also these metaphors that Daryl is, you know, thinking about his sexuality through the water situation yeah it's a little weird but there you go (laughs) um but rebecca is so excited after learning all this because you know think of all the food that she's gonna eat with josh a lot it's (laughs) and then we see this kind of like back and forth scene we see little snippets basically rebecca shows up to josh's apartment she's still wearing the fly fishing gear and they open the door and guess who is in the apartment? It's Trent. Oh. It's Trent. But at the same time, we are seeing Daryl going to the gym to talk to White Josh. And he's telling him, you know, 
I'm not gay. I like both sexes. And White Josh tells him, yeah, the term for that is bisexual. Yeah, because Daryl first says he's both sexual, I believe. Is the <laughs> I'm both sexual. And then Daryl kisses White Josh. But, and I love that, but I was a little disappointed just watching this episode by itself. I was like, oh, we don't get White Josh's reaction in this episode. Like, there's no... There's no aftermath of this kiss in this episode. And I, I wanted to see that right away, you know? Yeah, I, I love the kiss, though. I, I I love it all. I love them. I love Daryl's whole journey in this episode, despite how, like, kind of weird it was at a couple of different parts. I'm, like, all for a journey of, like, self-identity and, like, having Daryl discover things about himself. That's great. I love it. Absolutely. That's what I'm saying. I was just like, I want more. Like, I want to yeah. see this play out even more, which obviously... I can just watch more episodes, but I just watched this one this week, obviously. So I'm excited for the next one for that. Uh, so that's where we leave Daryl and White Josh this episode. And we go back to Rebecca, who has seen Trent. And you got to love how Rebecca will just commit to a lie. She runs in and kisses Trent very much. <laughs> Yep. I, don't, I don't even like know what else to say other than like oh my god uh and uh trent seems to be into it yeah <laughs> that was certainly like the weirdest part right and like, the it looks, was multiple kisses the looks on valencia and greg's faces they're just like what <laughs> they thought they had won they like went up first of all i guess what we should just like say it clearly it's like very weird for them to go out and find trent and like bring him here but like I don't know, Rebecca commits to it and, like, kisses him for, like, multiple seconds, multiple times. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that, how it's, like, she's told them that he's her boyfriend, but they don't believe them. So they contact him and they somehow get him to come over. That is a bit weird because either way, like, if he really is her boyfriend, that's weird. Mm -hmm. And if he's not, that's also weird. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's the thing. It's not like they call them like, so Trent, are you dating Rebecca Bunch? That is what they need to do when they call him. If they're trying to like prove that Rebecca's a liar. Not just go, hello, you don't know us, but please come to our apartment. I don't know that. I'm trying to figure out how they got him to come over. What sort of story where he didn't already blow the thing unless he like immediately. I don't know. It's, it's very strange. I don't understand how he wound up in the apartment, but the whole thing is just bonker balls. Yeah. And that's where we leave the main storyline in this episode. This is the most cliffhanger we've gotten so far. Big cliffhanger. And... Two cliffhangers, really, if you, you know. Yeah, yeah, with Daryl and with Rebecca's situation. And three, if you count Bert going down to the sewers and eating rats. <laughs> I don't count that as okay. right, a <laughs> storyline i was yeah. like oh i need to see what happens next with that okay yeah just the two then uh <laughs> but we have one more scene it's our ending scene and this is great it's window washer gossip fridays <laughs> it's this group of three window washers including the one we saw earlier um at rebecca's office and they're chatting at home base having drinks and one of the window washers is talking about how there's a prostitute breaking up marriages all over town. 
That's my favorite part of this end scene, just a call back to the, the prostitute breaking up marriages. Uh, that cracked me up. Yeah, I forgot how much of a thread that was. <laughs> and then the guy who is the window washer at Rebecca's office says, you know, I have more news about Rebecca and Josh. And I just love that their story is like happening in this place that they have. They are not aware of this at all. Like they have no idea this stranger knows all these things about them. And the other guy, you know, says, oh, that crazy chick. And the woman basically, you know, is talking about how, oh, well, the way you acted after your breakup, you can't be calling people crazy. I think this is a fun ending scene. I really like it. Yeah. Uh, like Todd said, I like the thread of like the the prostitute breaking up the marriages. That was like a good pull there. Uh, yeah, it was okay. It was fine. It wasn't bad, but I think I, I definitely like it more than you did. I just thought it was so funny. This is the first little moment where they're like window washer gossip Fridays. Like they do this <laughs> every week. <laughs> they know so many secrets. I just I would love to you know hear some of those. I think that's why I find it so fun. Yeah, but that's our episode. That's the episode. This must be a record for how quickly we have talked through an episode. So uh, quickly, and like I think we got we got like everything we needed to talk about. There was like some good stuff. There was some like stuff we didn't like. There was some stuff that we really really didn't like, and then there was some stuff that we were creeped out by. So uh, <laughs> that's you know that's season one, episode twelve of Crazy Ex Girlfriend, covered by the three of us. But we're not done here today. Because we still have a game to play. And I think it's time for us to say, cue the music. Yes. All right. Yay. And there it was. Again, that was our second round of doing the music. Have Don't we written it love yet? The jingle. No. We, we haven't heard it yet. No. Yeah. I yeah. haven't even heard it yet. Yeah. You will have heard it twice by the time that we. Or you'll have heard awkward silence twice in a row. I don't know which Who's is funnier. to say? Yeah. Which is funnier if we just like never do it and keep referencing this thing? I don't know. Uh, good, okay, good I'll think. I'll have to think about that one. Uh, but we still have to play a game. Uh, I uh, I think I won the last game. Yes, yes. if I remember correctly, yeah. puts us to a total score of seven to four as we continue to barrel through season one. Uh, plenty of opportunities left, though. Right, I still have a chance because we're not almost done quite yet. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, you definitely do. Of course, yes, uh, certainly. Um, but Todd, what do you have for us today? All right. So today I'll admit I struggled a little bit uh, coming up with it, with a game for, for this episode. The fact that it's not one of my favorite episodes, I think maybe a, uh, affected me a little bit. And I am again, kicking myself that I didn't think of the couple's name, uh, game, uh, that, that would have been lots of fun. So my apologies. Uh, but the other thing in this episode that really stood out to me was a, uh, Paula's obsession with, uh, Apollo 13. So, yes. uh, 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 it's not going to be, so it's going to be another word scramble uh, game, but this time it's going to be about names of fictional 
space vehicles. Oh. Yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> names it. names of fictional space vehicles? Yes. Okay. Oh my, I can't even think of one example. <laughs> <laughs> Unscrambled. Um, amazing. Uh, so this is going to be lots of fun. Oh no. The score, so, zero to zero. <laughs> after ten questions. Oh my goodness. Wow, this uh, is going to be so much fun. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So once again, it's going to be, we're going to go a, a back and a, a, I will four questions. I'll, I'll put the thing in the chat so you can see it. Uh, I will slowly give some clues to help you out. Uh, I am pretty sure that you guys have heard of most of these. Uh, so whether you can pull it from your memory banks is going to be the bigger question. So, All right. Fic uh, fictional, not real, just to put it out there. Yeah. Not real space vehicles. Yep, exactly. So here, number one. Is nominal Uncle Film? Wait, can you put it in the? Yep, put it in the chat. Nominal. Oh, I'm Uncle looking at the wrong thing. Film. So this is a spaceship a, uh, from a popular movie series. It's a movie series. Millennial Falcon. Millennium Falcon. Yes, is indeed. He said millennial, didn't he? Millennium, oh. whatever. Millennium Falcon. Falcon. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What are, yeah, he, all right, come on. There's not that many Millennium Falcons <laughs> out there. You said Millennial. That's not right. He, he, he didn't, didn't use the right letter. I'm, yeah, oh, I'm sorry. My I, I, jumped, goodness. I jumped the gun on, on saying it was correct. Uh, my apologies. Does intention but, not matter here? No, oh, not for a word Because scramble. if intention <laughs> mattered, I would have won every quiz. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my oh, goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, wow. So... Well, that's that's unfortunate. Let's go on to the next one while I try and recalibrate a uh, what what to do about that that situation. So this whole game uh, is going to be under protest. <laughs> oh my goodness! So we'll go with the uh, next one, which is Serene Trip Enterprise. Yes, oh it is indeed the goodness. Enterprise. So next up, number three is. Risen yet. Risen Serenity. yet. It is indeed Serenity. What even is that? Firefly. <laughs> it's it's the spaceship in the show Firefly and also the spaceship in the film Serenity. So already. So last question, which might make the first question, you know, obsolete and not even matter, or maybe not. We'll see. So the last one. Voices dry. Voices dry. So this one is also from a television series. It's a relatively current television series. It's also the name of an actual space shuttle in the in NASA's space program. It is part of the Star Trek universe. Oh boy. And if I don't get an answer pretty soon, because if that didn't give it to you, then I don't know that anything I say is going to give it to you, other than the Star Trek series is often referred to as Star Trek Disco. And Discovery. if Star Trek Disco 
Yes, Discovery is indeed the wow. name of the shuttle. So uh, we can give Adam the Millennial Falcon because Lindy wins three to one. Amazing. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> Holy Little did you smoke. know, I have a great knowledge of fictional space <laughs> vehicles. <laughs> wow. That was incredible. Uh, <laughs> my, admittedly, my knowledge of everything Star Wars, Star Trek, and Firefly is nothing. It's so little. So holy cow. Lindy, amazing job. Congratulations. Well done. Thank what you. A, what a dominating victory there. I'm so excited about that. Uh, that takes the total score to Todd. I believe that is now at seven to five. Seven, seven to five. Five to five. Making oh it come boy. back. And we only have six episodes left after this. Six games left. Yep. So That's a lot. That's one third of the games. That is one third of the games. And you'll need to win, what, four of them to tie? Five of them to win. Okay. That was the game. Well done, Todd. I love it. Uh, despite the fact that I didn't win. Uh, but, you know, other than that, it was fantastic. Um, <laughs> that was great. Uh, that was fun. That was good. That was our episode. It feels wrong to be like at the end here after such a, sh a short amount of time talking through it. But no here question. we are. <laughs> we find ourselves here. We've released some very lengthy podcasts. Our podcast with Melissa Woodward, like two hours, 45 minutes. And here we are at like an hour 15. Yes, yeah, so we got a very uh, stern uh, message in one of our D&D uh, uh, &D chats from one uh, Jess Sterling. Yes. About the length of the Oh episode. no. She didn't she didn't like the length. Yeah, that's uh, before she even started listening to it. I think she just like downloaded it and she's like, Adam, Todd, three hours. I'm sorry, Jess, but you know what? I mean, we if had, you don't want to listen, quiz. it's okay, but I hope you do. <laughs> uh she did, yeah, because she played along with our beer quiz game. Um Wow. That's the episode. That's season one, episode 12 of Crazy Ex-Griffin. Is there anything more we need to say about the episode itself, about any of the songs, anything else? Uh, I think just our, our rankings. Well, we got to get there, don't we? It's time. Let's give out some pretzels. So we had three songs this episode. The first one, Group Hang. I gave it two and a half pretzels. I said my thoughts earlier, but it was like, okay. I liked a few of the lyrics, a few of the vibes. Not an upper tier song for me, though. Yes, I gave it a three, like smack dab in the middle. Yeah, I gave it a 3.1 because it's just it's just catchy enough to eke it above the three because I've had group hang and the Spanish, 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 Espanol going through my head constantly since I watched the episode. So that's enough to bump it up just barely above a three, but not by much. Uh, okay, romantic moments. I had at a higher score than what I'm going to give it because our conversation today has made me realize that having a few people over is a better song. Some, Heck yeah, it is. Somehow, bump so up having a few people over right up there. to a five, huh? And I gave having a few people over 0.5. What? So, <laughs> romantic moments is that going makes... down to a 0. 0.4. Oh, 
It's still so upsetting. I cannot stand by and just not comment on you giving it a 0.5. That is ridiculous. I have to uh, be consistent in my rankings, make sure that the quality is ensured. 0.4 for me. I like, honestly, it was going to be a one before this. So it really like didn't go down that far. I, I don't know. Like I said before, this almost like doesn't feel like a song as part of the episode. It just kind of felt like an afterthought, like they were trying to fill a quota or something. So didn't do anything for me. What about you guys? I gave it a two, kind of the same thing. It's too short for me to think of it as like, oh yeah, that one's really great, but it's not bad at all. It's just, it's just really short. So I give it a two. Yeah, this is one that I have a hard time ranking because it's not offensive. I don't hate it, but it's just, you know, nothing burger. Uh, so I think I'm going to follow Lindy and give it a, a two uh, just because the whole thing like, uh, does Josh know? Maybe he does, or probably not. That amused me since we have had the exact same debate on here many a time. So, and them like lampshading that I thought was kind of funny, but the two is the most that it deserves. Yeah. Uh, and our final song, one of my favorites of the whole series, that means cold showers. I love it so much. A full five for me. I think I give a lot of fives out in these rankings. But I love this song so much. Full five pretzels for me. I have to save my full fives for my absolute favorites. But this one's really enjoyable. So I give it a four. So I uh, don't care for the song that much. I don't dislike it. Uh, but I definitely don't feel as strongly about it as you guys do. It's, it's just a three for me. And this is the first time that Adam's given a song a five and I've given it anything less than like a 4.7. I was looking back through the, the score. So Adam and I are uh, not always on the same page about songs, but the songs that Adam has loved, I've usually been pretty up there. But this is the first time that we've had like a pretty big uh, disagreement on one of Adam's uh, five, five special songs. I have just so much nostalgia for music, man, and for this like type of music. I love it. It's just like the big band energy, the full chorus, the the repeating, the more shout, the crack. It's just so good. I love it so much. Um, brings us to like a decent number of pretzels for cold shower is still definitely in the upper echelon of songs, but maybe not near the top end versus the other two, uh, end up near close to the low middle range of songs. So nothing game breaking, nothing crazy low here today for those three songs. Uh, we have one more thing to do. Who made you truly happy this episode? Todd. Uh, I think I'm going to go with White Josh, uh, just because, again, this is like the beginning of seeing the White Josh that I know and love from the rest of the series. And just seeing him like starting to become more than just the, the jock who works out and to see him be the character who is like is snarky, but also just uh, everything with like opening up his personality, opening up who he is to Daryl and just starting to get, you know, some more dimensions to his character. It's just a, uh, just seeing it finally starting to, to, to come to fruition. Uh, just made me truly happy. I love it. Yeah. He was, he was so good. This episode, we really got to like finally see him. Uh, Lindy, who made you truly happy? I am also picking White Josh, and this is the first time I have chosen him for Truly Happy. I know you both have chosen him before. This is my first time. I just thought he had some absolutely funny lines. Definitely love him being part of Daryl's journey of self-discovery, and it's just a good episode for him. Yes, and you would think, gosh, make it an even three for three, Adam. But no, 
I will not. Because when we have a storyline that explores identity, sexual identity, becoming yourself, figuring out more about yourself through ways uh, that maybe we didn't love throughout the episode, but I loved his story. I love the way that it got told. I love that it was told in a show like this. I have to give it to Daryl. Absolutely loved him. Full support to Daryl. Love it. And then ending with a cliffhanger. I'm like so excited to see where that goes. So excited to talk it through with both of you here as we go forward. Had to give it to Daryl as he made me truly happy this episode. And that's it. That's it for us. Holy cow. It still feels ridiculously weird to be done at this point, but that's it. That's the episode. That's our pretzels. That's the game. That's who made us truly happy. That's it. That's all we have to do here today on One Indescribable Podcast, Season 1, Episode 12. Lindy, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? First of all, I just think it's so funny. You don't even know what to say because we haven't I have no idea what long. to say. Usually we're like <laughs> trying to get out of here as fast as possible, but I, I don't know. I'm like used to going another 30 minutes here. It's funny, but we we went through everything. But I also just want to say, you know, if you ever, you know, open your podcast feed and you see one of our podcasts and it just seems like too long, you know what you can do? You can listen to it sped up. I totally am fine with that. I I give you permission. Go for that 1.5x, that 2x. That cuts a three-hour podcast down to an hour and a half. It just makes it so much easier. Adam hates me right now but okay, yeah. i'm just i'm just gonna cut all of this so it's fine no <laughs> people should know it's okay if they want to do 1.5x 2x whatever you want it's a-okay with me uh if, if the listeners could hear me cackling it's because a, uh, this yeah, debate the debate of a uh, the 1x listening or not has been uh, rehashed many a time in the poster recaps uh discord and Adam is a staunch 1X supporter. Yeah. And I am a staunch, a, a, as fast as I can humanly hear it, uh, supporter. So uh, I'm usually a 2X listener uh, most of the time. So okay. here's, what I'll say. here's what I will say. <laughs> Whatever gets you, dear listeners, to listen to us, I will support it. Would I recommend it? Absolutely not. Everyone <laughs> should listen to everything on 1X. But. If it means I, the difference between you <laughs> listening to us and you not listening to us, I will, of course, advocate that you do whatever it takes to listen to us right here. Adam H., Todd Librarian, TV Lindy, and One Indescribable Podcast. And now, like I said before, we'll try this one more time. Lindy, what are you up to? Where can we find you at? I'm sorry for derailing that. Okay, you can <laughs> find me on Twitter at TV Lindy, T-V-L-I-N-D-Y, and our podcast Twitter at 1CXG Podcast, O-N-E-C-X-G Podcast. Amazing. Todd, what are you up to? Where can people find you at? People can find me on Twitter at Librarian Todd because Todd the Librarian was too many characters. Uh, other than that, then maybe by the time this drops, the D&D <laughs> musical will be out, uh, which we thought was going to be out last time we talked about it, but now we're not quite so sure. Uh, hopefully it will be out by this point in time. If not, I may truly, truly <laughs> go uh, insane. But uh, that is something that will be available to the uh, patrons of the post-show recaps a uh, Patreon, uh, which a uh, Lindy, Adam, and I are all a uh, members of, and it's where we get to hang out and talk about all sorts of fun stuff. And we highly recommend that if you enjoy our wackiness here and enjoy the sort of conversations we have here and enjoy the camaraderie they have here, then you should join the PSR 
uh, Patreon, join the Discord, and take part of all the fun that we have there because uh, it's a great group of people and I made lots of really great friends and it's just uh, a blast. Yeah, if it's any like uh, indication, I went to another country just to visit someone that I met through the Discord. So um, it's amazing. You should definitely come hang with us. Come play Dungeons and Dragons. Come talk TV. Come do it all with us over there. I'm Adam H. You can find me on Twitter at PianomanAdam1. You can also find me every Sunday night. We've taken a little bit of a yachtist, but we should be back by the time that this airs. Uh, every Sunday night over at twitch.tv slash dmphilly. We're playing City of Mist, uh, our game Kings of Dion, where I'm bringing the character Sebastian to life. So uh, go check us out there. Uh, and here, my good friends, is where really everyone should come. Check us out next week because next week we have a very special guest joining us. Our second guest ever of the podcast is coming Next week, and or should we announce it now? Who is, should we yeah. say who it is? Yeah, I, I already dropped a hint earlier with the pickle taco thing, so I think we should reward uh, people who stuck through to the end. I think we should. People who stuck through to the end, which is not even longer than most of our other podcasts. Touchdown Tommy is going to be here next week. Touchdown Tommy Pazula, who is another dungeon master over at the uh, PSR Discord. He has his own podcast, Stark Wars, that both Todd and I have been on. He is also the third head of our 3NG, the group that uh, produces the musicals that you're listening to also over at PSR. We're super excited to have him here next week. I still think he's going to choose Team Lindy, even though I don't know that you guys have ever even talked a single time. <laughs> We have uh, not, but I'm confident that I can get him to yeah, join my team. That'd be really hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent. He will. Uh, no. T- T- Tommy swears that he and Adam are the same person and share a brain. So it'll be interesting to see a, uh, how that plays out uh, next week. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, that's who our guest is next week. We have another guest coming up after that, but we'll talk about that next week. And that's all we have to do here today for season one, episode twelve of One Undiscoverable Podcast. You can find us right here next week with Touchdown Tommy Pizzula and until then thanks for listening bye